Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All righty, rocking and rolling. Hour number three of our radio program. That's right. It is the Zach Gelb Show, coast to coast on CBS Sports Radio. We'll head out to the guest line right now. Welcome in a Super Bowl champion. He's a Pro Bowl linebacker. Played most of his career with the Seattle Seahawks and had it end up with the Las Vegas Raiders. That, of course, is K.J. Wright from the K.J. Wright uh, All Day Show, who's kind enough to join us right now on CBS Sports Radio. I see you jamming out, K.J. Tower uh, Rejoin Music. What's going on? (laughs) Doing well, Zach, man. Back in my hometown of Olive Branch, Mississippi. Always a pleasure to hop on the show, man. Appreciate you. Well, I appreciate you coming on. So where are things at right now with the former great Seahawks defensive players and Russell Wilson? Because I saw that you guys uh, had that event for Coach Carroll when he basically got fired as the head coach of the team, even though they're moving his position however they want to word it. And it seemed like getting everyone in the same room has created a little (laughs) momentum of restoring this friendship. Is that fair to say? Let's let's just say time heals all wounds. Let, let's just say that. It was so unfortunate during our time in Seattle that we compared. Who's the best? Is it the defense that's doing it? Is it Marshawn? Is it Russell Wilson? Like, who, who gets the credit? And I truly believe that just got in our way of having the dynasty that we had. A lot of egos, all those alpha personalities. But you saw when Russell Wilson spoke on Brandon Marshall's podcast, he saw Sherm. Sherm smiled at them. They was out there talking, hugging, and kissing. And so um, it's really cool to see as, as we progress throughout our careers, as we progress into adulthood, let's just let bygones be bygones. We did some great stuff in Seattle, and um, it's definitely going to be legendary and unforgettable. And so um, I like where we're at. The decision to not hand the football to Marshawn Lynch is what ruined you guys as a team. And we've been through this before. You could never fracture what happened mm-hmm. after that. But do you at all ever regret like how if you didn't let ego get in the way, you guys were such a special team and such a good team, what it could have continued to have been. I'm telling you, we 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 should have three Super Bowls. We should have three to four Super Bowls. If you just make the right decision, you just hand the ball off. And when you didn't do that, a lot of fingers got pointed. It's your fault. It's your fault. You should have did this. You should have did that. And when I, when I said last time, we had like a dark gray cloud hovering over us for about five to six years. And it didn't quite leave until guys started leaving the building. And so um, hard, hard lesson to learn. If anybody's ever in that position again in their careers, if they're coaching or being a GM, 
make sure you run the dang football and life will be good. <laughs> KJ Wright here with us. Uh, what was your impressions? I know you wanted DQ, Dan Quinn to be the next head coach. That's not the way that it did go down with him winding up with the commanders. What about uh, Mike McDonald with the Seahawks? Your initial reaction was what? That's another good option. No, really, no, that's a great option that the Seattle Seahawks did. You got a guy that's young, a guy that's really creating a new trend with, with this dominating multiple defense that he has. And I had a chance to meet him last week. I stopped by the VMAC last week, got a chance to meet him, and I like his energy. I like his swag. I like his energy. I love this culture that he's trying to build. Obviously, what Pete Carroll did for 14 years, that's going to be obviously hard to match. So he wants to build on top of what Coach Carroll has already done. Keep everything vibrant. Keep everything fun. But bring in your own style. Bring in your own personality. And I'm telling you, Zach, he has this, this serious demeanor to him, which, which the Seattle Seahawks need. They need that guy that's going to be disciplined. That guy's going to be straight, straight to the point. That guy's going to hold hold people accountable. And so I'm really excited to see what he brings to the table. He's built a phenomenal staff on defense, on offense. And so I believe the sky's the limit because when we hit, face the Niners twice a year and we got the Rams twice a year, they've been kicking our tails for the past three, four years. Let's really switch stuff up, get a defensive-minded guy in there. They can really slow those offenses down. Talking to K.J. Wright right now on the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. The future of Russell Wilson. Uh, we all know eventually he'll never really get released by the Denver Broncos and he could sign on somewhere cheap. What do you think the best option is for a landing spot for Russ for this upcoming season? He has got to sign with the Pittsburgh Steelers. You have got to go to the Pittsburgh Steelers. It is bizarre to me, Zach, what Mike Tomlin has done with, to be respectful, you know, tier three, tier four quarterbacks. Right. It's been phenomenal that you get 10 wins with those quarterbacks, nine wins, get you someone that's been to multiple Pro Bowls, been to Super Bowls, has all pro under his belt and really get this thing going over there in Pittsburgh. This team is perfectly built for him. Najee Harris, you got the running game. You got Jalen Warren, Pickens, dominating defense. Get you a quarterback that can find a way to get you guys over the hump. And so it's unfortunate that his time in, in Denver Went like that two years in a row. Just, just it was a decline. It was a really steep decline that we saw with Russell and, and with all Sean Payton and Nathaniel Hackett. So get back on track. It obviously be a contract friendly type of deal, and life would be good for Russell Wilson. I'm really excited to see where he ends up. Yeah, what do you think he can continue to be though as a quarterback? Because the last two years, I know he played fine this year, but I just mm -hmm. don't know if he could be a great quarterback again. Like, is the ceiling for Russ moving forward just potentially being a good quarterback again in the NFL? Let Russell can, Russell can give you 10 plus wins. I'll say that Russell Wilson can give you 10 plus wins. Russell Wilson can get you in the playoffs with a Joe Burrow going to be tough with a Lamar Jackson winning the division. Like it's obviously going to be tough, but he can get you in a position to compete. He can have you in a position to be um, in the playoffs. He can give teams a run for the money when it comes to winning the division. And so I love what he brings to the table. You saw Zach when he started using his legs, when he started running, do that. Get outside the pocket, bomb that football downfield, and his offensive coordinator has got to find a way to maximize his skill set, maximize Russell Wilson's talent at age 35, I believe. And so I know he can still play some big-time ball. You see that he has this chip on his shoulder. He has a little bit of adversity, and that's good for all ball players. When you get benched, when you get cut, it, it really channels that inner dog in you to, like, I want to get back on track. I want to prove to the whole world who I can be. And so I think this is good for Russell and his next destination. I think he's going to make a lot of noise. Yeah, I also think Russ needs to focus more just getting back to football. I think Russ, 
got into the whole brand and okay, you're an icon and all the off the field stuff. <laughs> I just, I truly don't believe I said this before you came on KJ, right? I don't think playing at his best was number one of the priority list the last few years. That's, I think that's fair to say. That's that's fair to say. You see the endorsements. You see, um, obviously, Mary Sierra, who's, who's a superstar in her own in her own right. And so, get back to the basics. Eliminate the distractions. Put the colognes away. Uh, put put all the <laughs> stuff away. What's what's the brand? The Goodman brand. I love all this stuff. He Russell Wilson is a businessman. I'm telling you, dial in to the details. Focus up, narrow in. I believe this moment. Telling when teams tell you you're not good enough. When teams tell you we're going to sit you on the bench, that stings, that hurts. And that's why I, I know he's going to be laser focused, dot into the details. And I'm telling you, Zach, if anybody can bounce back, Russ Wilson's the guy that can do that. Talking to KJ Wright, make sure you check out the KJ Wright Show in Seattle's ESPN, 7, 10 a.m. Also, make sure you check out KJ all day with his podcast. How do you think Russ could be, though, in the locker room? Because it did feel like in year one he had a tough time relating to the locker room and he isolated himself for mm-hmm. the locker room. And even though it felt like the relationships with the players were proved in Denver this past year, yes. uh, it wasn't necessarily the case with him and Sean Payton being able to get on the same page. Listen, listen to me closely. I'm seeing a new Russ. We're seeing a new Russ right before us. He's letting his hair down. He's speaking up. He's defending himself. You saw what he said about Marshawn Lynch when he defended himself with uh, on Brandon Marshall's show? He's like, I don't know what that guy's talking about. He probably had a little too much Hennessy. Perfect. That's genius. Like, go you know, defend yourself. Talk your stuff. Talk your mess. That is what I love to see from Russell. And so you're talking about being authentic, being true to himself, saying how you truly feel versus saying what you think sounds right. That's what your guys want. That's what your teammates want to hear. They some they want someone they can connect with, someone they can relate with. And I believe that I'm seeing in the last ever since he's gotten bench, ever since he started speaking up for himself, we're really seeing a new Russell Wilson. So I can't wait to see him migrate into a new locker room because they're gonna love him. I also wonder why Sean took the job. I know he got paid a fortune. Uh, Sean Payton, that is. But why would you leave the Saints when you didn't have a quarterback at the end, and that's why you retired, and then you take a job where you didn't love the quarterback at first, like how they went about this and how early they tried to change the contract. It just showed that Sean never really wanted to try to make this work or salvage this uh, with uh, Russell Wilson. No, horrendous leadership, horrendous leadership from the owner, from the GM, um, from the head coach. It was just bad. It's just a bad dynamic since day one. You knew what you were getting. You saw him the year before. You saw the contract that he had, right? You saw all of these things. And before you took the job, you should have been like, no, this is not the right situation or the scenario for me. But instead, you chose to go in your press conference and tell your, your starting quarterback, stop kissing babies. Yeah. Stop worrying about your image. You you come to a player in the middle of the season, that in the middle of the season saying, adjust your contract or I'm benching you. You handle business before the season start and you handle business after the season. You don't handle that kind of business right in the middle of the season when you're trying to focus on your opponents. And so just horrendous leadership from the top all the way down. And so best of luck to Sean Payne going forward with whoever he chooses to be a starting quarterback. And and you know this, if a team offers you money, even if you don't like necessarily the culture, they're willing to pay you something, you're going to go sign there if it's the most guaranteed money. I wonder yeah. how many guys, though, are going to get kind of turned off by Denver just seeing what happened to Russ this past year. We talk as players. If I'm about to go to a team, I'm making a phone call. Hey, bro, how was your experience with the Las Vegas Raiders? Hey, hey, bro, how was your experience with the Commanders? We talk all the time. How's this coach? How's that coach? 
And so it is a real brotherhood. It is a real fraternity. If it comes down to $10 million here, $8 million there, it, for my happiness, I'll take a little bit less to be in the right situation. I promise you, I'll take a little bit less to be in the right situation, the right scenario, because you don't want to play for some guy that you don't feel cares about your well-being, someone that talks to you any kind of way. I promise you, guys, we want to make the right decisions for our happiness first. Let's just say Russ and the Steelers can't find a way to get something done. Uh, what else? Who else jumps out to you? Is it the Raiders? Is it Atlanta? Is it maybe Minnesota if they move on from Kirk Cousins? Who's the next team if it's not Pittsburgh? Well, Atlanta Falcons clearly need a quarterback. I personally think that's Justin Fields' destination. Justin Fields in the Atlanta Falcons makes all the sense in the world. They need a quarterback. Um, who, I can't even think of their quarterback now. Who's Atlanta Falcons starting quarterback? Uh, D- Desmond Ritter or, or was that Taylor Ham Heineke as well? Both of those exactly. guys ain't it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And so Justin Fields or Russell Wilson, go to the Atlanta Falcons. That is my next destination. Bijan Robinson is going to be a superstar in this league. He's going to be a superstar. Kyle Pitts, we haven't figured him out. He has all the physical traits. He just needs a quarterback to bring him alive. And obviously, Drake London is going to be a stud as well. So this offense is ready. This offense is prepared to really make some noise and take over that division. Get him a real quarterback in the building. The sky's the limit for those guys. Now, I would have said maybe there was a chance of this happening if Pete was still the coach. But we are past right now the potential reunion <laughs> of Russ going back to Seattle, correct? No, the owner's still there. The GM's still there. Equipment manager, no. Oh, it's not happening in Seattle, no. That, that ship has long sailed. Yeah, that's He's going to be in the ring of honor, but he, he won't play there. So let me use your defensive mind here for a second. <laughs> we're, we're all trying to figure out how to slow down the Chiefs. You you played on a great defense. That LOB, let's say, was going up against Mahomes. How would you guys approach him? First, we would have started inside out. We would have worked. We would have started inside out, and when I say inside, we would have focused all on number 87. Defensive lineman, when he's, at, when he's right there at number three, you chip him, you hit him, you get him off his track. When we go man-to-man, KJ, you play outside. Cam Chancellor, you play inside and over the top. You cannot let him take over a game. You cannot let those guys just pitch and catch and have a field day. And so we would have started there. But with our pass rush, Zach, with our pass rush, guys, cage rush Patrick Mahomes. Cage rush him. By that, I mean don't let him step up in those B gaps, but let him step up in those A gaps like we saw in the Super Bowl to where he was able to win the ball game. So you got to be disciplined with this guy because when he takes off running, he could run, throw it, or he can just simply run it and pick up the first down. And so it starts right there in the middle. It starts up front, staying disciplined with these guys. Hey, Valdell Scantley, okay, whatever. Mikael Hardman, whatever. Sherman, Maxwell, you handle those guys. Right here in the in the heart of this defense is how you got to slow those guys down to give yourself a chance. And, and you guys know it too. The offense has to help them out too because San Francisco in that first half – they should have been up by a whole lot more. And when yeah. you leave someone like Mahomes or Brady in a game and they're in striking distance, I don't care how great your defense is, eventually yeah. they're going to find a way uh, to get that game tied up. And then that comes back to the whole conversation, game manager or game changer. And you need you need a quarterback to manage the game. You need a quarterback to do the little things right, to pick up this first down here or there. But when it's nut-cutting time, when it's time to hoist the Lombardi trophy, I need a game changer on this fourth and one. I need to put the ball in your hands and you're going to find a way to execute and and lead us to the promised land. And so when Cam Newton was saying all of that stuff, I was like, bro, you need to have game manager type of 
personality. You need a game manager type of sure. traits. But obviously, but obviously, when it when it's really time to get it done to really execute, you need that game changer uh, person on your football team. And, and you know what's crazy? You look back at that Super Bowl. I don't think Brock Purdy played great, but he wasn't horrible. Like he gave a good performance. It was amazing. How many of the playmakers didn't show up? I know Debo was dealing with something. Kittle basically did nothing. Ayuk, they didn't target him enough. And as great as McCaffrey is, I love McCaffrey. Fumbled the football on the first drive of the game. That's what was stunning to me about the Niners was how we all talked about the quarterback, the quarterback, and the quarterback. But really, the pieces Mm -hmm. around him did nothing in the big game. Let's not forget about the play caller either. Yeah. Once again, once again, Shanahan, you're up. Choked up a lead. You, 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 Didn't you, run it. You, you, choked, you choked up. You, you choked. You got it. got a little tight for him. This, the moment got too big once again for Kyle Shanahan. And so when he's talking about being in those situations, doing the little things right, hey, let's actually run the football in this situation. Um, let's not call a timeout when our defensive coordinator is in his, in his zone and trying to make a – he blew it once again. And so he has to take a, a deep look in the mirror and say, hey, I didn't quite maximize the talent I have on this on this roster. Obviously, the guys need to show up more, but he definitely was another piece of that puzzle that didn't show up when they needed them the most. All right, last thing uh, that I'll ask you before I let you go back to enjoying home as KJ Wright is here with us. How far away are the Seahawks? Made the playoffs a year ago, missed it this past year. Uh, we look inside that division. We know the Niners aren't going anywhere. The Rams are only going to be better. Uh, the Cardinals are going to continue to roll with Kyler Murray. How far is Seattle from getting back to potentially being a championship contender again? Three years. Three. So Three are, are they going through a rebuild now? You're saying? No, they're going to be. They're going to win nine. They're going to win eight, nine games. Okay. They're going to be competitive. But when you're talking about winning your division, we're talking about getting that first round by. When you're talking about making a deep playoff run, you got three years. They have a lot of good pieces. They do. A lot of good pieces. But get your franchise guy who's going to be your franchise quarterback. Keep adding pieces on that secondary. Keep adding pieces at linebacker. Both Jordan Brooks, Bobby Wagner are free agents. So they got a lot of decisions to make. But um, find who's going to be your quarterback. Let McDonald continue to build out this roster, implement this culture. And I believe in Coach Carroll's fourth year, if I'm not mistaken. That's when he came in there. He changed everything around. Made the most transactions in NFL history, like over 100. He built the team that he wanted to build. And um, in, in three or four years, Coach Carroll got his Super Bowl. So I'm saying they go strike gold once again with McDonald. He is K.J. Wright, of course, the former linebacker for the Las Vegas Raiders and most uh, remembered uh, with his uh, playing days with the Seattle Seahawks. Make yeah. sure you check out his podcast, K.J. All Day Podcast, and also the K.J. Wright Show on Seattle's ESPN 710 AM. Enjoy home. Always appreciate you jumping on board with us, K.J. I will. Thank you, Zach. You got it. There he is, KJ Wright, joining us on the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. I loved it. I said it from the day where Russell Wilson and the uh, and the Broncos, who practically knew, were done. Uh, I threw out two destinations. One was Pittsburgh, and one was Atlanta. I don't think Atlanta would be a bad destination. I don't think it's going to be the number one target for them. I think Atlanta's either going to trade up in, in the draft, or they're going to go bring in Kirk Cousins or Justin Fields. I think there's enough options there where before you get to your last option, that's still serviceable, and Russ could still be serviceable where Russ won't wind up in Atlanta. But you look at the Steelers, I don't think they'll end up doing it, but they should. Kenny Pickett's not the answer. Mason Rudolph's probably going to go somewhere else in free agency. I, I, and here's the thing what, what you need to understand with Russ. He's not great anymore. He still showed this year, though, he could be solid. He could be good. And you got to remember, it's going to come 
on an insanely cheap one-year deal. Like, I'm talking about nothing because he just got a brand-new extension to even get to the extension, and now Denver's going to move off from him. And I can guarantee you this. Russ will be better than Kenny Pickett. Russ will be better than Mason Rudolph next year. And look what those guys just did this year, making the seventh uh, spot in the wild card and the last wild card spot with the seventh seed with not having a lot of good quarterback play. I think for a year or two, a stopgap move until you find your next guy, Russ would be a good one for the Pittsburgh Steelers. All righty, Zach Gelb Show, CBS Sports Radio. When we come on back, we'll give you my top five NBA storylines for the rest of the season coming on back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, it is the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. Um, I'm in a little bit of a weird situation right now. I need to trust Stu. And if I can't trust Stu, then I have to trust Samter. <laughs> and the reason I say that is because I went to go exit the studio at about 4.30 p.m. Eastern. And there's a big metal handle on the door that's bolted into the wall. And I gently went to go open the door and the handle fell off. Now, the top part was the part that got dislodged and the bottom part was still there. So you could open up the door, but the handle felt like it was going to fall off. Well, engineering during the KJ Wright interview was working on the door. And I don't know if they're trying to send me a message or not, but they took the handle off the door. And this is a huge door. And there's nothing for me to hold on to, to open the door right now. So they have trapped me in this studio. So I just need to set a reminder here. And maybe Stu and Samter can set an alarm on their phone. When the show ends at 5.55 p.m. Eastern time today, so in a little over than half an hour, one of you knuckleheads better open up the door for me and push the door open. Or else I'm trapped here until the great Amy Lawrence tries to come do a radio program tonight. And that's the other thing. Amy tonight is going to be trapped in here. Well, at least James uh, Baccioni will be here. 
But this is now a problem. Like, can you imagine if someone, I don't know, maybe Shep tonight. Let, let's not tell Shep. Shep just innocently comes walking into the studio, do like a little meeting with Bart. And there's not a lot of people here as you get later and later into the day and into the evening. Imagine Shep comes in here before the show starts and he goes to do like a promotional video or he goes to record something he was going to post online and then the door shuts and he doesn't realize what happens uh, with the door handle. Because I have a, you know, a, a thought that engineering is going to be able to, to fix this quickly. But in case that they don't, I would actually think it's funny if they actually don't fix the handle and see if anyone gets trapped in here in the next 24 hours. But at least you guys, you got to do me a solid and you at least have to uh, try to get me on that if you're at the we end of the show. don't have to do show. anything. I wouldn't be nice. Listen, I love you, Zach, but I'm a radio producer. I'm yes. a producer of a show. Mm -hmm. My responsibility is to the on-air product, not to you. What would be better radio? You getting stuck in the studio or you getting out and just going home and going about your business? Well, the show ends at 6. It would we be a good social media thing. We have microphones everywhere. We can record whatever the heck we want. Yeah, that's a good point. All righty. If I am stuck in a dark alley, the last person I'm calling, this is what I learned, <laughs> is Michael Samter. Now, Stu, I don't think I'd be calling on you to help me fight, but I do think Stu would at least, out of the kindness of his heart, the sweet Stuart Kovacs would at least do the easy thing of just opening the door there. You would think that. But I'm kind of with Mike. And I think I'd like to see the idea. You're like, a jackass as well. For social media. <laughs> and now Ab just joined me and the door just closed because you could only get Act in. You so can't too. get out. So now Ak, with Sam, Ak is now banging on the door. He's already, he, <laughs> he's already had enough of me. Ak is as red as a lobster right now. Oh, my goodness gracious. You know, we just added more drama to the mix. Zach and Ack stuck in the studio. Yeah. Zach and Ack at nine. I love it. Yeah. So, Ack, there is a chance here because Samter and Stu both just said that they think it would be funny on air content if they just didn't open the door for me at the end and I had to, like, live stream everything. Now you're stuck on this island with me. Yeah, I'm not happy about that. I, I got the short straw. We could have, oh, you know what? I was going to say, Ouch, right. I, 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 I could say that we could have uh, ordered some Uber Eats, some some Peter Lugers, but no one would uh, probably go downstairs to go this get the true. food for us. It would be good because they'd actually, they could open the door if they can get up. Yeah. Well, this would be one way to have some radio bonding. Yeah, not bad. Zach and Ack just sitting in the studio. So I didn't realize when I last left the studio, you had just pulled the door, the, the handle yes. off the top part. I. Didn't see now there's no handle at all. So they, they came in and they uh, detached the bottom part as they're in the process of replacing the door handle. Oh, uh, right okay. Now. Very nice. Yeah. Except well. I didn't realize that when I let the door close behind. You, you're stuck with me, Ack. It's like an episode of Happy Days <laughs> when they got stuck in the vault at Cunningham Hardware. Potsy closed the door. Uh, listen, I loved Happy Days back in the day, but a Happy Days reference, I can't, I can't relate. It's been so long since Let I've seen that show. You. I don't even remember any do, of that. Do you remember that show? Who was it? Who wants to be? Was it a millionaire or billionaire? I think it was millionaire, right? Millionaire, yeah. yeah. Who wants to be a billionaire would be a much more enjoyable yeah, show. Yeah, they probably wouldn't have the funding for, for that show. But I feel like if I was ever on that show, if they ever brought it back, if I needed to call the friend option, I think I would call Ack. I was once a, a potential call the friend option. I mean, let me tell you, I was plenty nervous. Like they they do a whole mm -hmm. thing. You have to stand by. They like they tell you we're going to be shooting from like three to four, and you yeah. have to be by the phone. And I'm here. I'm I was at work. 
Well, Regis Philbin, right? Yeah. He, he was the one that hosted that show. Yes. And that was like one of your, your, your good yes. friends. But uh, uh, my brother's friend went on the show. Okay. And I, if it was a sports question, he asked if I could be his go-to yeah, guy. Yeah, because you're like an almanac. And I said... Uh, you know, I I, I kind of really hedged. I didn't want I didn't want to do it, but you, you it, thought you would get nervous. Is that what yeah, it was? Yeah, you know, it's a it's a lot of pressure on you. Yeah, and but, it's a, it, but here's the thing: he's calling you for help. Yeah, but you know, you want to be right. But mm-hmm. it was but it was really intense. I ultimately agreed to do it. Thankfully, they didn't need me. Oh, you didn't get called. They, no, they they you have to be on the phone with them the whole time uh, in case they need to go to you. yes. And you have to sit there, and I'm, I'm like, I, I have to go do an update. <laughs> you <know>? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 but you're sitting uh, there. Update anchor costs guy a million dollars because he was and, doing his job. And, and they're like, he's he's in the chair right now. They're they're taking you wow. through it. It's, it was a really intense thing, and I, I remember being very nervous about it. I was so relieved when when he was done and he didn't need the sports. You know, there wasn't a sports question. Though. Yeah, but I can't believe that you just found a way to work a reference here. Thank Impromptu you. about a door that you didn't yeah. even know was fully shut, and we'd be stuck here until someone would open up the door for us. Yeah, happy days. Who wants to be a millionaire reference? You got, you got everything. Who needs Samter? I will say <laughs> this. Uh, my claim to fame when it comes to who wants to be a millionaire is when I lived in London back in 2001. You lived in London? Yeah, I lived in London. Were you studying while. abroad? Yeah, I was studying abroad. Okay, living, so you were studying actually, abroad. You weren't living in London. I mean, I lived in London for six no, months. No, but when you say you live in London, it, you would you think that like you moved there and you okay. started work there. You were I studying abroad. Was Ted Lasso. I was yeah. I was studying and working <laughs> in London for six months. <laughs> I mean, it. I guess that doesn't count as living. Uh, and I was working for a soccer club. That's how I got so so into Don't soccer. Don't be a wanker. Continue. Uh, when I was there, there was a guy on the British who wants to be a millionaire. Who got to the million-dollar question? They stole that from us? No, we no, stole we from them. Oh, we did? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Blame Regis. Regis took it yeah. away from them. And the guy got to the million-dollar question, and I knew the answer to the million-dollar question without even seeing the uh, the results because I knew the question. It was an American history question, which in England is probably more difficult than wait, it is wait, for wait, us. Wait, wait, wait. Time out. I'm lost here. So how did you... I mean, I was just watching it on oh, TV. Oh, you were watching the show on oh. TV. He oh, got I think to the million you, like, dollar question or something to no. offer this guy help. No, I w- I would have loved to. I'm sitting there, I'm like, phone yeah. me, phone me. I know the answer, but um, obviously, I've never met the guy, and he didn't phone me. So, so I'm not intelligent enough to be on uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, even if they still did it here in America. I don't think they do the show anymore. Uh I know it's 100% true. I I know sports. Uh, When you get into other things, no, not not me. Um, C's get degrees. That was my philosophy uh, when I was at Temple University. I'm sure they love me uh, saying that now in a national radio program. The show I always wanted to be on, though, was Cash Cab. Cash cab, when you just get into the cab and lights go off, they ask you all these, like, multiple-choice questions – I thought Cash Cab would be very fun. Uh, Wheel of Fortune would also be good, and The Price is Right. I think I would be elite, not just good. Like, I'm talking Joe Flacco elite at The at the Price is Right. That that was just a show that I always enjoyed as a kid. And also, um, I think we'd be good as a show on the, on the, uh, on the at the time, the, uh, the Jerry Springer show. I think we would have been good on that show, just yelling, hooting, hollering, going nuts. That's not a game show. No, I know that's not a game show. I, huh. I, I know that didn't belong with the others. But oh, okay. Yeah, the J- Jerry Springer. My, my Uncle Freddie always loved watching uh, the Jerry Springer show. He would wake up in the morning and watch the Jerry Springer show. It was always very interesting. Would we do one of those, like, paternity tests? You know, well, find out, more, like, you know, may, maybe you yeah. or I have uh, no, I, sons <laughs> running around and little kids in different states. As I told you a few weeks ago, I don't have any kids that I know of. Zach right? Elb, you are not the father. That, that would be very good. <laughs> <laughs>
Alrighty, uh, we'll take a timeout. I think the uh, rails uh, or the train just got off the, uh, the the train track. Or the handle got off the door. Yes. <laughs> I don't even – how the heck are we going to get out of here? Well, we're going to have to rely on either Stu, Samper. No, but he, but here's the problem. Ryan? I don't feel good about this because if it was just me, I think someone would let me out. But you are like the prankster around the office here, and you play a lot of pranks on <laughs> Stu, Samter, and Hickey. Uh, this is how I know I'm just That's screwed. I need <laughs> Stu, Samter, or Hickey to help me out, and I'm dealing with Akus to my left who plays pranks on those guys well, all the time. I haven't done anything to Ryan yet. I, I've kind oh, of... Oh, Bodger's there. That's yeah. a good point. You can yeah, barely I, see look, him. He, he's training today. If you want to mm. get the job, you better open the door. Yeah. <laughs> Ak has a lot of clout here. <laughs> Ak will also make sure that you get you, you pay your union dues instantly the minute right. you get the job as well. All righty. We'll come on back by top five NBA storylines for the rest of the season. We return update time first. I was about to get up after I tossed it over to him, but I can't get out of the studio until Santa or Stu be a kind civilian. So let's hope they're that. Here he is, the Ackman, Rich Acker. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Alrighty, it's time to answer our Ask the Pros question of the day, and it's brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. David in Framingham says, Zach, what's the biggest NBA storyline the rest of this season? You could submit a question by tweeting at CBS Sports Radio or at Zach Gelb using the hashtag Ask the Pros. You can think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs, get guaranteed low prices, and excellent customer service from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Um, I'll give you my top five biggest storylines. I'll go from five to one. In at number five is the Nuggets repeating. The Nuggets beat the uh, Warriors the other day by 16 points. Not that the Warriors are a good team this year, but I think a lot of people, it's weird to say people are sleeping on the Nuggets because they're a game and a half out of the top spot of the Western Conference. They just won a championship. But I was on the Nuggets train before anybody And I said, as long as Jamal Murray could stay healthy, this is a team that could absolutely win a championship. I think last night was just a reminder of what the Nuggets can be. You have the Joker go for a triple-double where he had 16 assists, 16 rebounds, and 30-something points. Jamal Murray adds in 27. And you see that duo. It's the best duo in the NBA right now. And we're now in an era of dynamic duos. And not only that, Nikola Jokic is kind of Patrick Mahomes-esque. And what I mean by that is you could think a team is vulnerable or you could think someone can be stopped. But right now, Nikola Jokic is the best magician that the NBA has, where everyone could give you an idea of how to stop him, but no one can actually stop him. 
And as long as Jamal Murray is healthy, I don't think the Nuggets are going down in the postseason. I believe they're going to repeat as NBA champions. So number five, it's can the Nuggets repeat? Number four, will the Clippers or the Suns come out of the Western Conference? I look at the Suns as it's a team you won't really see what they're capable of until the postseason. And the Clippers, the last two years, haven't been poor in the postseason, but they've just been injured. So it's going to come down to health. Uh, Number three, how are we talking about LeBron and Steph Curry at the end of the year? The Lakers, underwhelming. The Warriors, underwhelming. So, in all likelihood, unless there's some crazy run by one of these two players or one of these two teams, the topic is going to be, how could we fix the Lakers? How could we fix the Golden State Warriors? And we all know LeBron James is going to opt out, and there's been some speculation that maybe he'll team up with Steph in the Bay Area, or he'll just stay with the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm just curious how we're talking about LeBron and Steph at the end of the year and what changes it will still spark to try to maximize the championship window that each still does have. Number two, will the Bucs rebound? Right now, the Bucs are in a negative state where they are the team that going into the year, everyone tabbed as the team. And even when their record was fine, there were problems on that team. It led to the firing of their coach. And now there's a lot of negativity because of some of the playoff misfortunes of the past surrounding Doc Rivers, and a lot of people don't believe Doc Rivers should be a coach anymore in the NBA. It's rocky right now. It is bumpy right now. There's a lot of turbulence. Still, though, you go into the playoffs with Giannis Antetokounmpo, and you have Damian Lillard, and also closer Chris, Chris Middleton, and a group that won a championship not that long ago, and you still are looking for Damian Lillard to go get his first championship. I wouldn't be surprised if the Bucks rebound, but there's been a lot of negativity directed their way. And then at number one, to answer David and Framingham's question, uh, what's the biggest storyline? I think it's actually the Boston Celtics. They have been great this year on the court. They improved this offseason, getting Kristaps uh, Porzingis, getting Drew Holiday. They have a better team this year than the last few years. They're by far and away the best team Right now in the NBA, that doesn't mean you're going to win a championship because I still think the Nuggets are the team to beat. And I wouldn't mind if we see a Boston-Denver uh, championship or a Milwaukee Bucks-Denver championship would be fun too with the two best players in the league in Giannis Antetokounmpo and uh, Nikola Jokic. But for the Boston Celtics, they've been there the last few years. They have been to an NBA Finals. They've been in numerous conference finals as well. And they keep on coming up short. This year, it's open. Like earlier, I compared, uh, you know, uh, Nikola Jokic to Patrick Mahomes. The Celtics are kind of like the Ravens. That's what I would say, where they've been there. Or the Buffalo Bills, they've been there, but they haven't got over the hump. You know, at least for the Celtics case, they've been to the NBA Finals before with this group. But now it's about winning a championship. And this year, you don't have that many strong teams. So you should be able to bare minimum get to the finals. And then we'll see if you could end up winning a championship. And a big thank you to our engineers, by the way. Oh, that was a magnificent job. They were like a NASCAR pit crew. They came in here while I was on the air. They fixed the door handle. And now I still have six or seven minutes before we get off air, so I don't have to rely on Stu or Samter. So the joke's on you two. Here's what I learned about you two guys. If, if you guys are ever in a tough situation, not team players, not willing to help out, you know, your boy, Zach Gelb, you guys are going to leave me stranded here in the studio when I pulled off that door handle lever and I was trapped in here. And-
engineering comes in. They saved the day. They were an elite radio show pit crew. And they fixed that door handle in, what, less than, than 40, 45 minutes? And now I don't have to rely on you two Scrooges to try to get me on out of here. So good on engineering. I know they got my back. Samter's too. I don't know if you guys have my back. Anymore. Just just for the record, I'm only not having your back in situations that are beneficial for the show. Oh. If we're like in a dark yeah. alley and some guy comes at you, I'm there at your defense. Now, granted, I probably bring my yeah. phone out and I film it so that we can maybe use it as content for social <laughs> or on the show. Uh, maybe or a litigious situation, too. We get some more money. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I'll probably with the phone out record the situation, but I'll be there for you. Yeah. In situations like if we're at a restaurant or a bar, you forget your credit card, I'll pay the bill. Right. If we're in a situation where we're, if we're stuck somewhere, I'll help you out. I'll be there for you. Okay. As long as it doesn't negatively impact the quality of the show or the social media content that we can provide. So talking about social media content, I'll get to this LeBron James Bronny stuff tomorrow. LeBron's basically saying, let Bronny be Bronny. Stop projecting about his future. Well, as much as, you know, here's the problem with LeBron. I like LeBron and I think LeBron is an incredible father, but LeBron's perception of the way that he gets covered or people close to him get covered is so out of whack. The only reason why people are obsessing about Bronny's future is because you told everyone that you envision of ending your career playing with your son. So that's why a lot of people talk about this, and that's why people obsess over it. So I don't want to end the show this way. We'll talk more about it tomorrow. But I noticed something when I was out on Thursday and Friday, and I uh, parachuted in and uh, was, was in the YouTube chat for a very, very small amount of time. Like on Thursday, all my friends' flights got delayed. I was in the uh, the Airbnb by myself, so I popped on the show for about 20, 25 minutes. Friday, I popped on the show for about 5 to 10 minutes. How many people got annoyed with posting a photo from the bachelor party of a shopping cart with all the food items in the shopping cart on Thursday night? I was mystified, Samter. By that response. And I heard that you were leading the charge when I wasn't here to basically stab me in the back. Do, 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 do. Yeah, I was leading that charge. You this is oh, oh, you're now two strikes. One more strike, you're gone. Well, listen, actually, Bart started the charge. And then social media, like, that Andrew, ungrateful mother bleeper, Bart Winkler. Andrew Proloff I saved on his the radio career. You know, I let him fill in for me, and it led to him getting the national job after he got laid off, and he's stabbing me in the back? Is that what you're telling me? I wouldn't say he was stabbing you in the back. He was more just kind of um, nudging you okay. very gently into the uh, into the ditch. Friendly maybe. fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just kind of giving you a little nudge into a ditch. And what was being said? Because I didn't hear this part. I mean, your shopping cart was full of like Reese's peanut butter cups yeah. and Doritos and mm -hmm. uh, I don't know Oreo double stuffed cookies. And basically, it just looked like you were shopping for like a twelve year old's birthday party yeah. or Halloween. Mm -hmm. Certainly not a bachelor party where, like, bad things get done. So, first of all, it was the content. Well, hold on, hold on. Okay. Now, now, real quickly. Mm -hmm. There was a ton of beer in the bottom of the shopping cart. There mm -hmm. was a ton of of uh, seltzers as well uh -huh. uh, in the shopping cart as well. There are two types of bachelor parties. There is a heavily drinking bachelor party, and then there is a Bob Marley kind of bachelor party. Let's mm. just say the groom was closer to Bob Marley than, uh, you know, the elite beer drinker. And that's why there was a lot of snacks, if you catch my drift. Okay, that Those were elite snacks. That definitely helps mm -hmm. uh, your case. 
But here was the other part of the conversation. This is the part that I brought up. Yeah, and real quickly, everyone macho manning. Oh, I would have such a better spread, uh, you know, in the in the grocery, uh, you know, in, in in the shopping cart. Give me a break. I love Guy Adami, but Guy Adami started all this because he quote tweeted saying, what is this for a 12-year-old's birthday party? Yep. Like, come on, Guy. That, I know how to have fun. I don't know if Guy Adami knows how to have fun. That's basically what everyone was saying. Yeah, so bunch the, of losers. The content of your cart, I'll give you no at least No fun a, losers. I'll give you a mini pass for the content of your cart based yeah. off of your explanation. Those are definitely munchy type meals. Yeah. So I guess I can understand that. However... I have a no rule. No ganja time for uh, for Guy Adami, I can tell you I, that. Apparently not, especially <laughs> not in Orlando, Florida. I have a rule, though. Whatever happens in a bachelor party stays in a bachelor party. Under no circumstance does any picture or video, even the cool stuff. Yeah. Like if you go on a tour of Disneyland, no pictures, nothing. Because here's the thing. Now that you had that cart picture out there, now you have to defend yourself. And now we know That's fine. what was going on, Barb Marley Wiles. Now, you Twitter might not. pays me. That's good engagement. You People might engage. Not, I get but money. But maybe a wife of one of the pa- uh, of one of the guys there, uh, or one of the please. guys might find out his please. girlfriend or some, nah, a parent nah, nah. or his job now finds out what's going on at that party. No, 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 no. You just never People post any pictures months. from a bachelor party, even the good ones. N- nothing was bad. All I posted was a photo of me golfing, a photo at dinner, and then a photo of things that we may have enjoyed. And called uh, performance-enhancing substances after uh, certain activities did partake. The first rule of bachelor parties is there is no bachelor parties. All righty. Samta, the czar of bachelor parties. Also the czar of not helping me out if I'm ever in trouble. We'll talk to you tomorrow, everybody. Have a good night. We out. Bye-bye. Peace. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever. Or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 